I mean, it is one woman taking and being empowering herself, saying, I've never done it. I'm scared just like you. Let's go do this. And one good coach that gets them to the starting line. That's the coach's job. The coach's job is once they get them to the starting line, we'll get them through this event. They'll feel like they just won a gold medal at the finish line, and they'll come back to that coach again year after year. And it, we've entirely built women and men's uh, coaching businesses when they had never coached anybody before, took our coaching certification, took the challenge, and now that's what they do for a living. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and as always, I'm pleased as punch to have you listening. Spring is coming. And with it comes dreams of triathlon. My guest today is the probably the foremost authority on specifically women triathlon. And I'm going to introduce Sally Edwards here in just a moment. But first, so that everybody understands, it's only through the gracious sponsorship of Cycling Fusion that I'm able to bring these free podcasts now to our listeners if you have interest in an initial certification as an indoor cycling instructor or you want to take it to the next level, maybe your club just brought in bikes with power, please check out cyclingfusion.com for all their training resources. So now, here she is, Sally Edwards. Sally, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Hey, John, I'm as pleased as punch <laughs> to be here to with your podcast and with all of your members of Indoor Cycling instructor.com it's just a wonderful family that of 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 instructors and friends that you've grown over these years and i really want to congratulate you it's um it's a effort of love and you have a lot of love well and i have to add and and unfortunately these podcasts drop off the listing so a lot of people don't see them but you were actually the first celebrity i had on my podcast i didn't know that yes, but thank you, you. Certainly it's certainly um, were I'm glad that I'm followed by many, many others because I know your podcasts are very popular. Okay. Well, thank you, Sally. You are so heavily involved in, well, at first, you know, basically creating the whole concept of zone-based heart rate training. You've written multiple books. How many is it now? 24. My, 24. My, uh, my 24th came out last week called Be a Better Runner. Oh, wow. Okay. And... You have been a tireless advocate of endurance sports, being a participant yourself. I, I know when you and I met in Colorado here last, you were telling me, what was it? Was it either a 50 or 100-mile snowshoe race in Alaska that you did? Yes. I, I, um, I love to explore how far the human body can go. <laughs> well, as long as it's yours, not mine. <laughs> now, yours is invited, as will all of America, to join me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the concept of that just maybe someday. You are famous for being the last finisher at the triathlons you participate in. Now, I'm going to guess it's not because you're that slow. Talk to us kind of about the whole concept of the, the series that you're involved in and why it is that you are last. I'd love to, John. So, 
Um, for the first 19 years, um, I was the national spokeswoman for the Danskin Women's Triathlon Series, which began as this little tiny event with 150 women. And um, I am returning to that series for the first time this year. There, um, the Danskin company ran into some financial struggles, and my um, cohort on all of this, a woman named Maggie Sullivan, started um, her own series and left Danskin and formed the Extra Mile. And last year, the Extra Mile purchased the Danskin Triathlon and now owns both triathlon series. They're sister races to each other. One of the races has uh, there are 13 altogether, so one series has um, seven races and the other six. And they're the largest women's triathlons in the world. And But they didn't start that way. They started just with um, 150 of us getting together and saying, you know, will they come? And the answer is absolutely if you understand what women want. And it was um, at first I thought what women wanted was the opportunity to get fit and fitter and race and get on the podium because that's my whole professional career as a triathlete. You know, that's what I cared about, how fast, how far I could go. And um, after about three or four years of racing um, the series, um, I was injured and I volunteered just to be the sweep athlete and not thinking much about what happens in the back of the pack. And it happens in bicycle um, tours and races. It happens in every event. Someone has to come in last. And it is the most embarrassing place on the planet. Um, and I didn't know that because as a professional, all you, you think everybody's going as hard as they can, as fast as they can, with the highest heart rates possible, you know, zone five racing. And indeed, and that's not what's going on in the back of the pack. In the back of the pack, there's a woman who is having a tough time, who's struggling, whose self-confidence is uh, weary, who's fatigued, who doesn't know if she can finish. And by having someone who volunteers to be last, who volunteers to, to, to take that position, it, it alleviates that fear. And women sign up by the tens of thousands for event if they if they don't think they're going to come in last. So I do. I now volunteer to come in last. I've, I, I uh, was tempted to uh, apply to the Guinness Book of World Records for uh, the worst finishes of anyone <laughs> <laughs> because in the my sport of triathlon, you have uh, rankings, and each year the, the rankings come out, and I am the worst triathlete in America after – you know, a hundred thousand members are, I, I am the hundred thousandth worst triathlete in America. And, and so I'm watching you and you're smiling while you're saying that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because, you know, I, I set the master's world record for the Ironman triathlon and to go from relatively first to worst is a, it's a long journey, but it's the best journey I've ever had. I think it's just really cool. And through this whole process, so you've really understood, you're saying that you've you're understanding really what the motivations of particularly the women doing these triathlons are. If I was trying to encourage the women in my class or the, the people listening to this, how would you go about doing that? I'll go back to what it is that women want. And the answer to that question is very complex because every woman wants something different. So there's no generic if I say to this, to everybody, oh, go get fitter. 
And this is a great way to get out of your comfort zone. <clears throat> and I love zones and zone training and, and go, go have an adventure and a challenge and do something new. You know, that maybe 20% of the women would respond to, oh, Sally's right. I, I should go do that. So, it, it, you know, you have to first try and kind of figure out, oh, you know, what is everybody's dream? You know, and, and this year my theme is called Caterpillars to Butterflies. And when I look at a group of women and I, and I travel all over the United States and um, do triathlon training uh, seminars, you can go to uh, Trek Women Triathlon or um, DanskinWomenTriathlon.com, uh, either their websites, and you'll see where I'm going to be appearing. And these are free presentations sponsored by Trek and by Danskin and the Extra Mile, the, the owner of the series. And I'll look at, you know, three, four, five hundred women in the audience, and um, I see caterpillars. I see caterpillars, which are first timers typically, who don't know if they can get out of their shell and they can go through that metamorphosis and that transformation and literally fly across a finish line. Because the feeling of training and getting fit enough to finish, not to win, not to get on the podium, but the feeling of then crossing the finish line and having your loved ones there and having your, your partner or spouse have some flowers and cheers and the kids on the sideline where a woman can become who she really is, a healthy and strong and fit and in many cases to touch that athlete inside every one of them is the most powerful medicine I know of in the whole world. And that's the medicine, the positive medicine that uh, we need to keep. And so your audience is pretty fit. I I'm pretty confident that they in six to eight weeks could get in and do some running because you're dealing with mostly cyclists and some swimming. But the key to it, which most don't know, is to get your girlfriend to do it with you. Because once you got your girlfriend, and a lot of my friends get girlfriends that are less fit than they are. <laughs> so they feel better about themselves. Huh? Yeah, that's exactly it. So they go out and go, who's less fit than I am that I can talk into doing this triathlon? And is the most, uh, it, it is wonderful. Camaraderie is really important to success. And the buddy system, exactly. Yeah, to help yeah, each other. Different. Yeah, and oh, I know when I was training yeah, I had another buddy who trained with me, and the, just the expectation that he's going to be waiting at this bridge halfway between our homes, and there's no way to get a hold of him, you know, to say, I'm not coming. <laughs> so That's I, right. I had to be there. <laughs> yeah. So the accountability just tends to drive you forward. All right. So now the Extra Mile produces two triathlons, the Danskin and the Trek Women Triathlon Series. Can you un give us some understanding with the difference between them? Well, the first uh, difference is they're mostly in different cities, but the format is um, relatively the same. They're high-quality events. They're professionally produced. They're safe. They uh, cater only to women. And the when you cross the finish line of a trek or a dance game, it's not just the feeling of power. It's like you get all these goodies, and you get a cool shirt, and you get food and a medal, and... It sounds silly, but it's, it gives you the feeling that you, you know, you participated in an Ironman or a, an Olympic game. I mean, you you get these black numbers that are written on you, so we can keep track of you with with felt pen on the. Um, I'm sorry, that was my cell phone uh, on you. And and a lot of women will not wash those numbers off for a week, and they'll walk around with a tank top on, and everyone will go, you, and they'll wear their medals, and I love it. I absolutely wear them to work and and boast about your accomplishment and be proud that you are a triathlete. It's. It is. They will say, you know, there are two great days in my life, the day I got married and the day I 
you know, had my first child and I'll say, well, and then I'll say the third best day. Well, maybe it's the first best day is when I finished my first triathlon. All right. Now I'm an instructor. I'm looking at this group or community of participants that I've gotten to know over the years. You're actually offering opportunities for instructors to, to grow, to be coaches, to actually help these people be successful. Can you explain that to, to everybody? Yes, John. 15 years ago, I started a company, Heart Zones, and we do Heart Zones training and our new program, Zoning. And in, in Heart Zones training, we're in about five to 10,000 schools in America with a physical education program using um, zone training methodology. Uh, we're in thousands of health clubs, but we also have a coaching program. And we are actively looking for and hiring coaches that want to train mostly first-timers. So the skill set that a coach needs is not swimming and biking and running. The skill set a coach needs for first-timers is compassion, empathy, understanding, and uh, foundation triathlon um, uh, techniques. Because our gals are, you know, the biggest hurdle to overcome is fear. It is not, uh, the fear, and they all have different, I'm scared of the swimmer, I'm scared of the biker, I'm scared. And, and these are short distances. This is a, a half-mile swim, a 12-mile bike and a 5k run three 3.1 mile run Uh, our first place woman finishes in in right at one hour and our final finisher which is me finishes just behind another gal that is always has an incredible story that second to the last finisher and she finishes around three and a half hours so uh it's a long race for her but the coaches uh that we are looking to hire are ones whose skills are not being the best at swimming or biking and running. It's really at those who have communication skills, they have human um, uh, the, uh, human skills of understanding what that gal has to go through. Um, they mostly hire an assistant coach to go with them that helps with the organization and a lot of the logistics involved. But we certify coaches to coach triathletes who are going to be uh, beginners to intermediate levels, and that's um, they those coaches um, take a course. They learn um, uh, all the skills of setting up their own coaching business, which we encourage them to go on and continue to coach. And that uh, division of Hard Zones is called Hard Zones Coaching, and the HardZonesCoaching.com website. And Cindy Miller is our national coach that that runs that business. It's one thing to encourage people to say, hey, you should consider doing a triathlon. But I know there's a lot of people like me who think, yeah, I should. How am I going to do that? And it sounds to me like instructors can really take that, how are you going to do that role and and present it to people along with the encouragement that they should be uh, or that they would enjoy, you know, participating in a triathlon. All right. Well, how long does it take someone to become trained or certified as a uh, triathlon coach? It's a, a 20-hour course to get certified as a coach. And in that 20-hour course, there's about a 250-page manual, which is a resource manual. There is all of the instruction on swim, bike, run, and transition, the, the kind of the four sports of triathlon. There's a lot on risk and safety and, and insurance and how to set up your business and um, how to market and find um, participants in the program. It's an eight-week um, – uh, tra- uh, the training is meets twice a week for eight weeks 
or once a week for 10 weeks for the athletes. And it is boilerplate. It is, uh, everything is laid out, all the workouts, all the equipment, everything that the coach has to do. So, um, the, and, and again, we're actively looking, I mean, I really want to encourage your instructors to, to get out of their comfort zones. And, you know, I, I know a lot of them are in studios and training inside and most of triathlon training is, is outside, um, uh, open water swims and, but we I mean using swimming pools is important, but, uh, and they get, they, they get a budget and they get an opportunity to hire, um, others that, to fill in where that head coach's skills may not be as strong. They may not be as proficient as a run coach. And so there's a budget for them to bring in a, a local run coach to help with biomechanics and, uh, but the training plan's all taken care of. I mean, it is a, I don't want to say cookie cutter because there is modification of the program and, and, um, and there's two levels. There's level one and level two. So some teams, um, level one is for first timers, levels two is intermediate to, um, to advanced. So it depends on what that instructor wants to lead to. So, okay. So I'm listening to this and I think, wow, this is something I need. What is the path? What's the timing in order to, you know, from I decide I'm going to do this to when I become a coach? Well, the first step is to contact uh, Cindy uh, Miller, our national coach, or her partner, Rennie Schneider. When one's in Chicago, one is in L.A., that run the program through their website, the Heart Zones Coaching. And the second is they then, um, uh, there's an application process, there's a telephone interview, there's a, let's make sure that there's a good fit between, you know, what your, what your expectations are and what we can do. Then they need to attend a course. There are courses that are offered every couple months in different places in the United States. Some, uh, some of your instructors may already be certified in triathlon coaches, so that course can get waived. They need to learn hard zones training because it is the training system that's used that can be done um, uh, live or on the web and then um, after they finish that their two-step certification which is important because uh, with, with three different sports involved in and one of them being outdoor cycling uh, uh, risk mitigation and safety is is our, our primary concern and and having certified coaches that have the background and knowledge is essential. There are a lot of people who just put on the hat and say, oh, I'm a coach. And I, I wish there was more stringent requirements than just being able to say, oh, I'm a teacher, I'm a coach. And, and in, in, in indoor instructing, that is the case. You, you do need to hold a valid um, certification to, to really you know, uh, be of value and, and, um, uh, to your students and, in this case, to your athletes. And if, if you're going to be selling your services, you should have something substantial yep. behind you to, to validate it. Yeah. Not just I swim, bike and run. Therefore I'm a coach. Right. And I would have to think though, that once you become a heart zones triathlon coach, then there are resources that are feeding you potential customers. They're looking in, 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 in your area and, and you're connecting them as well. Yes. Thank you. Our coaching program is the official training uh, uh, and coaching program for the trek and the dance can. So every single woman who registers gets a email contact saying, why don't you join the, co- uh, the team? And cause it's a, uh, the coach coaches a team. Uh, they, at all of my training sessions, the coaches are introduced. They have an opportunity to, to and, and that is the customer. The customer is someone who is going to be doing the race. And, um, then there are ongoing opportunity. And then there's, um, there's two more things that happen. You, you get 24 hour, uh, um, 
uh, support from our two national coaches so that if you say, gee, I'm having trouble with this athlete or I can't figure out how to do this, there's somebody there to, to, that has done it and can support you. And then so there's that ongoing support. And then there is the almost all of the teams have a connection to a bike, a Trek bike store because Trek is our our national sponsor. So there's a lot of uh, outreach and uh, community connection through that. Uh, and I know you're kind of pressed for time. Is there anything else that we need to convey to everybody listening? I, I think if this is kind of new to them, I, I just revised a book called Triathlons for Women. It's the, kind of the Bible of training for triathlons, particularly for women. And you might want to snag a copy of the book or go to the library. It, it will One of the versions will be there. And get a, a flavor for, you know, who is this woman that we're talking to? Many of them are right now on the couch. And they are tired of being there, and they the health club is a little intimidating to them, and their equipment might not be good enough. But but they believe in themselves enough that they'll say, okay, it's a uh, trek and dance are both charities for breast cancer research foundation. There's a charity involved. I've been affected by somebody. I, I it's time. It's time to get take care of myself. It's time to get my body together. And, and that is the woman. It's not that I'm already fit. I'm already working out. I, I'm going to go do a triathlon. It is a really, it's one of the hardest customers for us to get is that deconditioned sedentary woman who is just, you know, ready to say, I've got to lose that 15 or 50 or 100 pounds. I mean, the, I've had a woman come up to me for the last three years, John, and she said, last year I came up to you and I said I lost 50 pounds. The next year I came up to you and said I lost 50 pounds. And this year I'm coming up to you and saying I've lost 50 pounds. Sally, I've lost 150 pounds and all I focused on is fitness. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, but so what I'm hearing is that access to to this woman you described that you're trying to get involved in triathlon is really kind of a personal networking thing. You know, yeah. people that you know and at at your kid's school or at your church or the grocery store or you work with them. You know, that's where a lot of this can come from. Yeah, in Seattle, we had a minister of a Unitarian church, and she stood up in the pulpit and said, "I've never done a triathlon, and I want every woman in this church." And she brought 75 women to the race. Oh, my gosh. And, and another one is the principal of the elementary school. And she said to every one of her teach, female teachers, you know, we need to get fit. Let's do this together. And she brought in 25 uh, elementary school teachers. I mean, it is one woman taking and being empowering herself, saying, I've never done it. I'm scared just like you. Let's go do this. And one good coach that gets them to the starting line. That's the coach's job. The coach's job is once they get them to the starting line, we'll get them through this event. They'll feel like they just won a gold medal at the finish line, and they'll come back to that coach again year after year. And we've entirely built women and men's uh, coaching businesses when they had never coached anybody before, took our coaching certification, took the challenge, and now that's what they do for a living. Sally Edwards, that's very inspiring. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, John.